0: What's up, guys? This is Carly Janae, and I thank you for tuning in to the Naked and Exposed, the podcast. All right, so this is it. This is my first podcast, episode one. Turn up. Don't really know what the name is right now, because I'm just doing it. I'm just stepping out of the boat and just taking the leap of faith. For those of you who do not know me, I don't even know where to begin aside from saying that I am just coming out of a wilderness season. For those of you who may be in it, may not even know what a wilderness season is, let me break it down for you. It's when you are literally stripped of everything you identify by. For me, that was graphic design. For me, mainly it was graphic design because my life was built on this idea of becoming creative director for ESPN. And when I got to college, I did everything I could do to make sure that my resume was on fleek. Until senior year, I will never forget my anxiety had hit a all-time high. I actually during that time was hospitalized for it. Like I'm talking, couldn't walk outside without thinking something was going to happen to me. And I sat in my senior design class and said, hey guys, I really don't think I want to be a graphic designer anymore. And you would have thought, I just went in there and just smacked everybody in the face. But it was my reality. I had built this identity on what I could do and not who I was, but I made what I could do who I was. And it took me go, 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 go until I finally broke. And I had opportunities. I had an opportunity to go out to San Francisco and work with a design agency. I had these things, and I don't say this to brag or boast, but I say this to let you know that it's okay to not know the future in the sense of your current perspective right now and it's okay because i had to go through that i started coming commuting to raleigh to go to elevation church with pastor stephen furtick and at this time post-graduation my university offered me a temp position for two months which two months with extended into four which extended into me writing the program or the position that I didn't get, but got offered a contract position. And I will never forget, like it was a lot. And during that time is I don't want to do graphic design anymore. I really don't want to do this. But what do I do? Because it's all I, it's all I am wrong. I started commuting to Elevation, started serving. Fun fact, I bought a camera if I could be completely transparent with you, somebody I know um, purchased a really nice camera and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get a really nice camera too. And I ended up getting a camera, (laughs) yo, like comparison, pride, envy, all of that. I have no shame in that. But I'm gonna just let you know, when God says he works together all things for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose, he means that. He truly means that because my camera has actually been the ticket in the door for me to discover my form of worshiping. But I'll get to that when we get there. Let me go back. So I started commuting. Remember, at this point, I have the camera. I bought the camera in June. In July, I found out that Elevation Church with Pastor Stephen Furtick was, they had a one, they were in North Carolina, had no clue this church was in North Carolina, nor did I know they had a campus in the Raleigh area. And I went to Elevation, I actually signed up to, to start serving before I even stepped foot in the building. I went through the course, they didn't have design, y'all, yes, praise God at the time, but they have photography. And I was like, all right, I'm new to this, let's see like how, what can I do? Listen, listen, your girl was actually pretty, pretty decent at the photography game. Keep in mind, still in this in-between of what am I doing with my life if ESPN is not what I want to do? Because, you know, really, I don't really like sports. I, For me personally, playing it, don't really like to watch it. If I can be completely real, unless there are people up there that I know that are playing and I love to support them. But I'm just like, I right, like. right, let's try this camera thing out. They don't have a creative team at the time. So I don't really got to do that. And a couple months ago by right before September 1st, literally the week leading up to September 1st, Pastor Stephen preached that Sunday, I challenge you to make three decisions this week. I said, all right. God doesn't give me indecision, so I'm going to resign. I gave my two weeks notice and actually ended up leaving that Thursday. So September 1st, I found myself back at home. And I'm the type of person that at the time, because your girl has definitely come a long way. But I was just the type of person like, I'm never going back home. I'm trying to move out. Blah, 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 blah. Well, I had an opportunity to move out to San Francisco. Couldn't do it. Couldn't imagine being that far away from home for the first time in my life. Or, you know, God is like he has a sense of humor. He kind of makes us sometimes eat the the I'll nevers and for a good cause to make us grow through the process of the I'll never to to never to be cognizant of the words you speak. Um and that was kind of what happened. I found myself back at home and within a month, I applied to the internship with Elevation and I actually signed up for three different programs and I got picked up for graphic design. And I'm just like, all right. So it's obviously obvious you're trying to make me face this, this thing. And during that time, I started to come to know, started to come to know, that there is a lot of things I need the Lord to meet me in. Yes, I gave my Christ, gave my Christ, gave my life to Christ when I was 11 years old, but it did not become real for me until I was 22. If I can be completely real, like it did not become real for me until I was 22 years old, 11 years later. And there's a whole nother story in that, but I'll save it for another podcast. But just to know that I had, gone from wanting to do this to not knowing what I wanted to do to getting surrendering to the call to the Lord's call on my life. And now here I am. I just published my first book and just, which is on Amazon, which is called It Hurts to Heal. And I just released 12 spoken word pieces. And even with poetry, even with writing, like y'all writing poetry to read talk about being outside my comfort zone. But in this season of identifying that I need help, that I need healing, my word for 2018 is healing, the Lord sent me on this journey of stripping me of everything that I thought I needed, everything that I identified by and put me in Charlotte, North Carolina with seven white females, well, (laughs) I take that back. There was eight of us. What? Let me try trying to do the math. Six were white. Two were Hispanic. And when I say God made me in this season face everything, everything from race, from from pride, from career, from writing, from speaking, from... Just insecurity, fear, like, oh, God is so good. And I stand before you today, naked and exposed, healing while it hurts, sacrificing my wounds for public display so you don't feel alone. And every 15th and 22nd of each month, I will be releasing a podcast that breaks down every spoken word piece that I have released. And just bringing you into my world, bringing you into what transpired while I was writing it, what the Lord was communicating to me, what the poem means to let you know that God is not a respecter of persons and what he does for me, he will do for you. What he did for me, he will do for you. What he does for anybody who is planted, rooted, seeking first the kingdom of righteousness and all the things will be added on to you. He does it. He does it for you. He does it for anybody who has their hearts submitted to him. And it hasn't been an easy journey, but it has definitely been worth, worth it all because I can say, I know who I am. Because a father gives protection, a father gives purpose, a father gives identity. And the reality of it is, the enemy's main goal is to deceive. So if he can deceive us, if he can make us forfeit our seats, if he can make us identify by things that were never meant to be attached to us in the first place, Then he feels like he wins. But guess what? The enemy is defeated and we have the victory. Greater is he that's in us than he that is in this world. And so I am excited to just go along with you guys over the next few months and just stand next to you, really, to let you know that you too can stand naked and exposed. I want to get back to how Adam and Eve were in the garden before the fall. They were naked and unashamed. Sure, at that time, you know, that that meant literally um, and spiritually. But in this case, I'm talking spiritually. I'm talking where you're not ashamed to stand boldly and confidently in the truth, but you have to be okay with understanding that your truth may not be the truth. And it's this process of allowing God to peel back all the layers and giving you a fresh perspective for everything you have carried since birth. And even before birth, things that have been in your bloodline for years that you are called to be the one that breaks the curse. So you guys, I'm excited. And I look forward to going down this path with you. And I am going to end this podcast with the poem that we will start on episode two, which is called Night. In the cold of the night, when you finally broke in your insomnia, or so you thought. You will awaken from this terrible dream you can't quite understand, so instead you cling towards the light switch because the darkness in the room seems to be swallowing you whole with no escape. In the light, you know you are safe. It's no coincidence these, excuse me, for the Savior died to comfort you on nights like this. On nights like these, it's no coincidence. These night terrors began the day you decided to partner with your future, no longer speaking life into dead situations for the enemy knows. The only way he can stop you is by trapping you in your mind like a thief in the night, only here to still kill, and destroy your hope to tamper with your journey, causing a ripple through your destiny in the light, you know you are safe. For the savior died to comfort you on nights like this. On nights like these, it's kind of funny. These night terrors began the day you decided to silence the enemy's voice and started walking towards your purpose.